I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 57, how to do kegels correctly. Have you ever learned to do a new skill, a new task, and then either soon after learning how to do it or even down the road, did you soon learn that doing that new task or that new skill, it was really a waste of time or maybe not even necessary at all? Has this ever happened? The story that comes to mind for me is using the Excel spreadsheets or Google Sheets. To me, they're the same. They're probably not, but, and for one of our businesses, I do all the bookkeeping. And at the beginning of every year, I have to recreate a new Excel spreadsheet just so that I have my own check register and I can compare it or reconcile it with our bank and what it says online. And every year, my husband and I go through this where I really don't care to learn how to create a check register in a new document inside Google Sheets or Excel spreadsheet. And I'm rolling my eyes if you can see me on camera because I'm just thinking back that I wait around for my husband because I'll say, hey, I need your help. Can you come help me do this because he can do it in probably two minutes or less. It's not very long, or at least it doesn't seem that long to me. And he always says things like, oh my gosh, you are so smart. You could figure it out. And I say things like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I just, I really don't care. And it's just so frustrating for me to figure it out. And when I watch him do it, it's, I'm just confused and it really doesn't make sense to me. And when I've tried to do it before on my own, it hasn't worked. And this last year, my husband was really busy. He was traveling and he didn't quite have time to do it for me or to create it. And so I was left trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do it. And I watched some YouTube videos and it didn't seem to work. I couldn't get it to, to do what I knew it was supposed to do. And I watched some more YouTube videos and then I tried it on my own. And then I finally came to the realization I could copy and paste what we already had done, what had already been proven, and I would be able to create it, this check register, so I could start doing some of the accounting for this particular business of ours. And so when I had that thought, I was like, why haven't I thought of that before? I'm over here being frustrated. I can't seem to figure out how to do it. And then the idea came that I can just take something that has already been proven, just copy and paste it, and then put it into a new sheet. 
And I'll tell you what, it worked. And I thought that I was on cloud nine. I felt like I was so smart for coming up with that solution rather than waiting around for my husband to help me or heaven forbid me trying to figure out how to learn how to do this. And it worked. And I, my problem was absolutely solved because of what had been done before, all the work that my husband had done rather than waiting for him to tell me how to do it or doing it for me. And this leads me into today's episode where I want to talk to you about how to do kegels correctly. And if you can see me on the camera and where this is going to go on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing my No Kegels University sweatshirt, or at least one of the many I have. And I just want to say that I will teach you how to do Kegels correctly. I absolutely will. But before we get there, I want to share with you a couple of things. First one is you have, or I should say this, when you learn how to do kegels, if someone just tells you how to do it or you read something or anything of that front, it's really important to remember that the research says you have a 30% chance of doing it correctly. And the reason that this is such an interesting and important statistic is that that means you have a 70% chance of doing it wrong. I don't bet. I don't think I ever have, but that is not a bet that I would make. And I'll even add that in my professional experience of over 30 years as a pelvic floor physical therapist, I would say that doing the 30% chance of doing it correctly is very generous. I would actually say that that number is significantly less because so many times women will come to me and say, yes, I've been doing my kegels, but I'm still leaking. Or yes, I've been doing my kegels and I'm still having pain with intimacy or so on and so on and so on. And when I assess their pelvic floor, what I find is, is that hardly any of them are doing it correctly. Because, and here's a little sciency tip, you can skip past this if you want to, but when we attempt to do something with our body, our brain and our neuromuscular system works really hard for something to happen. But unfortunately, it's not always the right thing to happen. And what I mean by that is, is when I have a patient or even when someone, I'm doing a consult over the phone or virtually, one of them might say or even demonstrate that they are trying to, okay, well, I'm just trying to squeeze all my muscles down there and I just know it's working. But even if I'm assessing their pelvic floor in the clinic as a patient or even just telling them online, I can see them just like squeezing their bum cheeks and their body is kind of bouncing up and down um, as with whatever surface they're sitting on. And the reason that that is so interesting is because they absolutely believe that they are doing it the right way. But the problem is, is that they're squeezing their bum cheeks or their glutes together, or maybe they're even squeezing their adductor or their groin muscles together, or maybe they're squeezing every hip muscle that they have so that their brain can tell them, yes, we're doing something. It's very silly, but but it's a reality that happens all of the time. In fact, if I am doing a Kegel correctly and you're sitting there watching me do it and I'm trying to squeeze my pelvic floor, you shouldn't be able to tell that I'm doing anything. In fact, I'm 
as much as I hate the saying, I'm doing them right now and nobody knows. I am doing them right now, but you can't tell that I'm contracting and relaxing. A, because I'm continuing on a normal conversation. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not squeezing anything else. I'm just, I'm talking normally and I'm doing it without you even realizing it. So the caveat here is that there's so many factors that go into doing this exercise correctly that the problems come into play. There's just so many factors that can go wrong. So then if you're spending this time to actually do the Kegel and you're not doing it right, well, that's very much like me trying to sit around to figure out, well, how do I put together this Excel spreadsheet or this Google sheet of this check register and the silly equation? Well, I say silly to do, to do the silly equation. And I say that because I just think it gets missed so often that if you're spending your precious time, because while I don't know your schedule, I am certain that you are busy and you have a full life and you have other priorities than spending an hour a day trying to figure out how to do kegels and or even trying to spend the time and the emotional capacity and mental capacity to remember to do them. So that being said, I'm going to tell you how to do them. And then when we get to the end, I'm going to give you a couple of solutions or alternatives, I should say. So I, oh man, I feel like this goes against so many things, but I'm going to tell you. So the idea is, is that you want all of those pelvic floor muscles, which they sit in the front and they sit all the way back to your bum. All those muscles should pull up and in. So if you're sitting, they should lift up towards your head, towards that direction. And then when you let go, they should immediately let go, release, relax, however you want to think about it. And I say that part because so many people are caught up in the contraction. Okay, I got to contract it. I got to contract it. But if you think about your bicep, well, your bicep has to be able to contract, but it also has to be able to relax. And it also has to be able to lengthen. And your pelvic floor is no different. It has to be able to go through all of those particular phases and all of those range of motions, which it's important to to that pelvic floor and all the 12 muscles that make up the 12, the pelvic floor so that they can do their job. And so if you're just focusing on the contracting part, but you're not focused on the relaxing or lengthening, that is oftentimes where you can get into trouble. And that is how I would tell you to do a Kegel. Now, if you're laying down, I want you to think about, again, you're going to pull those, all those muscles up and in towards your head. And you're not contracting your bum cheeks. You're not contracting your adductors. You're not holding your breath. You're not bracing. Because oftentimes I'll see women that they'll actually push that pelvic floor away. So rather than pulling up towards their head, or at least that direction, it's going down the other direction towards their feet. And they are absolutely convinced that they are doing a Kegel. And again, that's the unfortunate part. I told you I would tell you how to do it. And I did, but just be mindful that there's so many components here that can set you up for the success that you're probably not going to get. Now, if you have watched any of my other YouTube videos or you follow me on Instagram or you've listened to my podcast, I really am not a fan of kegels. And the reason is, is because your pelvic floor does so much more than just squeezing and relaxing, squeezing and relaxing. You are not helping that pelvic floor be set up for success. So what I would like to share with you instead is my method for strengthening the pelvic floor. 
And I call it the No Kegels University Method. And there are four phases. Phase one is for your tissues to move and move well. So many times our pelvic floor can be tight. It can be restricted by scar tissue if we have torn or had an episiotomy with childbirth. And if those tissues are not moving and moving well, you are never going to gain the strength that you need. Phase two is that our pressure system is intact. Believe it or not, our pelvic floor, there is a relationship between our breathing and our nervous system. And if you can imagine any time that you have sneezed or laughed, you notice that there's a lot of pressure inside of that belly. And oftentimes that's one of the reasons that the pelvic floor fails or you have leakage because when you sneeze, achoo, that pelvic floor is not in a position to manage that pressure, meaning that that pressure system, which is made up of so many different parts, it's not intact. It's not working the way that it was designed to, and it's not working in a way to serve you, meaning that you're not leaking when you sneeze or cough or what have you. Phase three is strengthening using the VAB three principles. And these are principles that I have developed based on how the pelvic floor works naturally and physiologically. I have not rewritten or redesigned anything here. I have just studied the pelvic floor to figure out how do we take what the pelvic floor is already doing and use that to our benefit because the body knows what to do. And then phase four is maintenance mode. Now, I will say that there's so many phases here that a lot of people forget in their pelvic floor strengthening journey. But what I want to tell you is that you don't have to miss those. Those are all the four phases. I'm telling them to you now. Once you get that pelvic floor where it needs to be, it also needs to be maintained. And I say this because I know you know this principle. How many times have you prepped for an event or you have exercised hard or dieted in a way so that you have a particular aesthetic look for some type of an occasion? I've done it. I'm, I'm, at least you can imagine with me if you are not following here. But if I don't maintain those same habits, which oftentimes those habits are not maintainable, they're not sustainable, I should say, because... I'm not willing to give up that many carbs for that period of time. But my point in saying this is that we all know if you do not maintain what you were doing, you will not continue to have the same results and the same success that you had with those particular habits. And so everything that's happening in phase one and phase two and phase three, it is translating to help set you up for maintenance mode. So these that these are all things that you can do within eight to 10 minutes a day, most days of the week. So if you're interested, be sure to check the show notes where you can learn more about this. I would invite you to join my No Kegels University sorority group where I do trainings every week. I give pelvic floor suggestions, and I would also encourage you to schedule a your pelvic floors next step call with me where you and I get to talk one-on-one -on -one and decide specifically for you what your next step should be, where you're going to fall in phase one, phase two, phase three, and shoot, maybe you're in phase four. And the last thing I would encourage you to do is to take a look at the programs inside No Kegels University. The show notes will be below. And I, I want you to take a look because I honestly believe and I honestly am convinced that you did not get the postpartum education that you need and that you deserve. And No Kegels University is here to help with that. And remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. See you in the next one.
If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.